Okay. Alright, so it's been a while. We're back. Um, and we're gonna talk a lot about cyberpunk and transhumanism and Keanu Reeves and all sorts of other things. We take a turn through the dirty, that's my fault. But I'm okay with it. I will own that up and I will continue with that. Bo is with me. We are absent Pete and Mike. So it's just the other Mike and Bo talking cyberpunk, Keanu, and... <laughs> and spot anus. And spot of anus. Spot of anus. <laughs> Get the kids out of the room, folks. <laughs> Hit the music. I'm your freak of the week. So, Cyberpunk 2077. Cyberpunk 2020, 2077. What I, what oh I want to talk God. about is that we have role-played this game for uh, some time. Yeah, like, it's been years. It, it's been, well, just this last... And specifically not 2077, the video game, but uh, the world that it comes from, Cyberpunk 2020. 2020. Yeah, yeah, which is the second Cyberpunk book since 2014. Yes. Um, Mike Pondsmith. Mike Pondsmith is amazing. I love his book, uh, Listen Up, You Primitive Screwheads. It really was very helpful for GMing in general. And I'm really happy that he has fans from CD Projekt Red who wanted to make a game out of it, which is yeah. awesome because they're really good at what they do. Yes, they are. They made Witcher 3, dude. But so now I, I want to so, delve a little deeper because, like, the, the surface scratching stuff is cool. Like, it's a dystopian future, corporations, uh, high tech, a lot of things where people do shady crap just to get by, corporations are bad, like all, all the sort of cool techie weapons and gear and stuff. That's all cool. But I wish Mike was here. He would have loved to talk about Cyberpunk 20, 2077. He is freaking super jonesing for it. But so, uh, for me, the other part of it is um, knowing that there, he's going to be doing Night City. He's going to be doing a bunch of the gangs. He's going to do a, a lot of the stuff that I enjoyed. Yeah, but it's all a bunch of spoiler alerts in my role-playing game, that I'm pre- in my campaign that I'm presently running. I didn't want you guys well, to know about what happens after the fourth corporate war. Because I, you know... Uh, then, then you needed to do it a little faster. No, it's okay. Uh, like I said, we've been running Cyberpunk off and on. It always starts in November. Um, so there will be Cyberpunk this November, as usual. We will be playing Cyberpunk for our two Cyberpunk super aficionados as their consistent reward. There, both of their birthdays are in November. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So now, um, the other part of this, of course, is uh, the backstory of Johnny Silverhand, um, the Keanu Corp Reeves. Wars, Keanu Reeves, the 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 Messiah himself, 
I can make a strong argument for the fact that <clears throat> if it was the end days, Keanu Reeves may be the second coming of, of Jesus. I don't know. It's, it's, fight me, bro. <laughs> Change my mind. Um, I won't go that far, but yes, Keanu Reeves is is having a Keanuessance. And Every, so I think everyone really else cool. is discovering the person we've known and loved for ages. Mm-hmm. And now, my enjoyment, my 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 hope, is that I will get to delve very deeply into uh, that world because it's a really cool world. It's really interesting. Well, there's um, a lot of stuff going on. They cover religion. They're gonna have religious missions. Mm-hmm. They cover the usual freaking stuff. Oh, what I want to get into is because of like um, I don't know how many. Uh, like okay, first of all, the genre of cyberpunk is uh, is not something to easily explain. It's like dystopian sci-fi urban noir. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Disturb where 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 transhumanism is a poison, but it's also a, a, a policy and concept of the freaking setting, you know. Well, so transhumanism, what is that exactly? Well, it's 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 going beyond the identifiers of what is it to be human, the physical okay. identifiers of what it is to be human. What would be an example of transhumanism, like uh, Major uh, Ghost in a Shell, Major Kusanagi? Major Kusanagi. Would she be considered transhuman? Well, we can... Okay, so the entire... The the, the belief is like evolving beyond our physical and mental, mental limitations by means of science and technology. And if that means abandoning the limitations of the body, which is what she did, then yes. Hmm. Yes. Because she is not limited by her body. She's not limited. uh, Because, like, is she still human even though she's just a thought and consciousness in the process bits of a a machine-adapted semi-organic brain barely organic brain that's just meant to house and contain her consciousness is she still human the thought process behind that is that's what she wants to find out who she is it was an identifier you know what i'm saying or is she just a ghost right yeah Yeah. is she just this this aberrant thought in a machine yeah so um like uh and uh and to be honest i think it starts from the wholesale thing is like as as mammalian species go we don't have any sharp teeth or claws or super senses visions and things like that that allow us to get ahead in the animal kingdom we usually and have always our biggest advancement is our thought process and ability to build tools to i was about to say don't 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 sell opposable thumb short yeah, that's what gave us the ability. That in our thought process gave us the ability to build tools that gave us our sharp tooth and claws and advanced our vision and uh, use tech to assist us where genetics and physical limitations have failed us. And that goes as far back as just like glasses. Glasses are an augmentation and enhancement. I've been transhuman forever then. Yeah, yeah. Uh. And, and well, they're not an enhancement. Glasses per se are um, a prosthetic uh, uh, or or an assistive, an assistive, an enhancement. Uh, uh, a, would you say a correction? 
to repair on some level. Yeah, and the system artificially. Yeah, 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 yeah. The entire thing with uh, augmentation is to make is to add things to your body that makes it better than what it humanly can be. That's so like if you had an internal compass or magnets in your fingertips or yes, or Google Glass. Google, but, <laughs> yeah. but in your eyeball. But we've done things like that with thermal vision, infrared vision, and and freaking um, uh, CCTVs and long range cameras but, and binoculars and. But and I mean, that's not exactly transhuman, though. That's tool use, isn't it? I mean, like, yes, what, how those, much further does it need to go to become? Those, those are specifically tools. When those mm -hmm. tools become part of your daily life, like the cell phone, which is an augmentative tool that is socially part of our life it's socially part of our life we don't let it go it's how we it's how this next like our current generation is like everybody's in their phone two generations from now on we're going to look at the people who is like everybody's about their phone we're going to look at those people the same way people made a big deal about the invention of the velocipede <laughs> you know what i'm saying the velocipede was the first why why, why, why do you have to drag the bicycle into this <laughs> yeah well the Okay, because the thing is, is when the bicycle came into existence as the velocipede, which is the big wheel in the front, little wheel in the back, mm -hmm. people were like, oh, my God, everyone is just going to ride away and not be part of anything. And they're going to just ride away on the velocipedes with no care or regard for existence. The youth is horrible. And that happens with every technological advancement that comes in, including print media. Print media went through this. And so the thing is, is years later, it's a nothing thing. And that's the same way the phone is going to be down the road. It's going to be sure. I mean, the phone's already a nothing thing. Nobody uses it to make phone calls anymore. Well, we only uh, call it a phone because of its backstory. Like it's going to hmm. it's, it's going to be one of those things that down the road, we're going to be like, why was this ever called the phone? Which I'm already there now. <laughs> you know, why is it called a cell phone when no one makes calls on it? The thing is, is my point is um, you'll find today. Like when you like if you have any kind of business or scheduled life or anything like that and you leave your phone behind, you feel like you're missing something like you've been hamstring because life is adjusted for you to always have that, you know, so it's become a tool that is a necessity like clothes, clothes which keep us warm. Now, the step beyond this in transhumanism is when. Um, those things become actually part of us. Like if the phone was built into us. Like if, like if we had the ability to form clothes out of ourselves. If we didn't need glasses, but our eyes had augmentations in it that gave us thermal vision and infrared vision. Um, if instead of using um, a, a prosthesis to replace an arm, it augmented and made, gave you a better arm than you did. That is what's going on in cyberpunk as a genre the the other side of this the dystopian nature of this expands even further that the country has been divided up to different corporations for the purpose of uh protecting and dealing and taking care of the people basically the government isn't governing and uh it's all because there was a big economic crash and they fell upon the corporations to like pick up the slack for them and Things like this are reflective throughout the world in market and media. So that adds another element to the dystopianism. And it also sub and countercultures come out of it because 
the culture is so about owning things and having stuff and locking yourself down in place. The counterculture that emerges from this is a disposable one, one where none of your stuff matters and your style is more important than the substance of what you have, what you are and what you have. And that is, and, and in between all of this, corporations are at war with each other for power and money and control over resources and what have it, because they've become the nations of the world. Um, and they hire mercenaries who are from the dregs of society called edge runners who kind of stay off the grid and live that disposable lifestyle, train soldiers and charismatic leaders and, um, and rockers. Got, uh, that's the charismatic leaders. And you've got, and you've got medias who are trying to get out the truth and nomads who roam the, the wilds of the, of the dystopian world trying to uh, find a place for their family. And that is essentially what is the setting that is specifically cyberpunk 2020 and 2014. Cyberpunk as a genre is just the surface level of what I was saying, not the counterculture stuff, you know. Because mm -hmm. uh, cyberpunk, Blade Runner is cyberpunk, um, Ghost in the Shell is cyberpunk. Well, um, Blade Runner is a really, really good example, I think, because uh, even the last movie, the movie before it, yeah, they kind of they kind of show that it's when you get out of this the big cities, it's a bit of a you know landfill and just it's messy. Nothing, nothing really survives out there. And the, nobody and, takes care of anything. And the big, um, the big, uh, the big uh, motivators behind this genre as a whole come from a lot of different books. Uh, Some of my favorite stuff, like Neuromancer and, and Mona Lisa uh, Overdrive, and Mona Lisa Overdrive, Count Zero, Interrupt. Those are all William Gibson books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't forget, uh, uh, good old Neil Stevenson's Snow Crash. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a good classic, you know. What I'm um, saying? A lot of also uh, leans on Isaac Asimov and a lot of the, the the writing he did about robotics and technology in general. Snow Crash in particular was Gonzo for me. I just read that recently, for the first time. Believe it or not, I've never read it before. And just the fact that the main protagonist, whose name is Hero Protagonist, <laughs> the main protagonist, because they have fake names. Mm -hmm. but, but and it's hero h i r o hero protagonist mm -hmm. is uh, a pizza delivery guy, which is like super important in their setting. It's, it's crazy, and uh, he's the savior, hero protagonist. Like, uh, but like I guess it seems like for cyberpunk twenty seventy seven and the genre in general, the heroes aren't always as heroic. A lot no, of them are no, flawed no. and jaded, and uh, more than flawed. They're 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 antiheroes. Mm -hmm. the The word you're looking for is antiheroes. They are, by definition, people who, when you tell them that someone needs help and you've got to help them, they will respond with, "What is in it for me? What do I get out of it? Why should I be sticking my neck out? What's the payout on?" Not as much with hero protagonists, though. I just have to say that, though. Mm. <laughs> um, I think another strong element, of course, is uh, cyberspace and 
people wanting to not necessarily be in the real world. Yeah, this role-playing game dates back to the 80s, and it had the internet already. It had uh, hacking and stuff like that, because that was stuff that was already in the books that they take their source material from, like William Gibson and Snow Crash. Mm -hmm. William Gibson's uh, 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 cyberpunk series of books and such. Because uh, um, science fiction always... It's like Out a, of the curve. It is a curve. Um, yeah. So back to Cyberpunk itself. So they're making... They made a tabletop game of it that we can roleplay with dice and all that other stuff that has... It's a wonderful setting. This is, the, the game itself has had its ups and downs. You know, V3, Cyberpunk Green. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Uh, but right now they're making a video game for it and coming out before that video game is a startup book startup tabletop book for role playing it which is cyberpunk red and uh, I'm excited for it it does some fundamental changes to the system because there was a lot of things out of uh, that that horrible cyberpunk green book that I liked as far as the system goes the setting is what sucked the system Mm. was fine system was an improvement on cyberpunk it cut it cut the chaff from the wheat and it it, it pushed well, in on in other important things. All right, yeah, so um, new thing that uh, came up. Yeah, like I said, um, well, I haven't said it yet. I'll say it later, but I'll say it now. Um, this recording is really old and uh, at the time of this recording, uh, Cyberpunk Red the jumpstart kit hadn't come out so now the jumpstart kit is out and i have to say it is good we're going to go into a review on it on a later date when we get a chance probably when they release cyberpunk 2077 we'll release uh, a review of either the jumpstart kit or cyberpunk red if it has fully the full game has come out but the jumpstart kit is amazing I really like it. I like a lot of the changes they made in it. I mean, they left out a lot of things that they comment on, but it's overall really, really, really good. Now back to the beats. Well, so now one of the the, the fun parts is I have to remind myself that I may have enjoyed this for quite some time, but not everybody has. So this is true. Let's look at the word cyberpunk and what does cyberpunk mean? We already just did that. <laughs> mm, I mean, like, but as like I said, the, it's it's more important to understand what the setting is than what the actual word means. But I think the the the, the word is very indicative of the setting, um, because of the punk nature of it. Yeah, because of the punk part of it, and that's one of the things that excites me about the game coming up, is that it looks like it'll very much embrace uh, the punk aspect of cyberpunk. So you'll have, uh, you know, edge runners, you'll have gangers, you'll have all these sorts of, like, uh, you know, not mainstream characters, uh, gangsters, mobsters, everybody's just trying to basically uh, get a cut of the pie or make some money and, and, and get some hot tech and some hot gear all the while trying it's, to look cool while doing it. Yeah, it's dregs of society with high tech shit, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's grunge, it's dirt, it's raw, but it's also shiny and chrome. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, 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 like, uh, um, 
what's a good example of shiny but judge dread Mm. that is shiny but dirty um yeah, like, well, the stuff we said already, like Blade Runner, very high tech, but dirty and nasty and water dripping everywhere. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because Ridley Scott and his need to have everything be moist. No, this is... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> moist with chains, nigga. Uh-huh. Like, uh, like, seriously, on a segue note, like, let's be real. The ship in the first Alien movie, why was it so wet on that thing, man? Because <laughs> moisture. Because moist. Yeah, you got chains dangling from the ceiling with water flooding levels of the floor. Like, that is not safe. That is, that is not safe at all. He really liked that stuff. And you get more Do you want to get a tetanus like, shot? Because this is how we do that. This is how you, this is how you get tetanus shots. Because <laughs> yeah, the same thing was with Blade Runner. Why? Like, it rained a lot, but nobody had good insulation from the rain everything just leaked until you went to rich places mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying and nothing personal but that uh, rapid aging guy in the first Blade Runner I really liked his home space he had a lot of space in his place mm. I, really, I really like it was supposed to be a cluttered place but I'd just go there take it throw everything out and put all my clutter there he had a good space um, one of the other more interesting elements is I'm curious if they will touch on, I suspect they will because of a lot of the stuff leading up to the, the, the E3 uh, talk of the game, but uh, like cyberpsychosis. Yes, they're and, definitely going to go into cyberpsychosis. And like, like okay, so Bo, the big, the big things that I know that are going to happen in the game, they're going to focus on the combat uh, not as much as the role playing the uh, story aspect of it, but combat is going to definitely be a thing. Um, they are going to go into the religion and the cultures that exist in there. They're going to go into all the gangs of Night City. They're going to go into cyberpsychosis as a thing. They're going to go into the positives and negatives of cyberpunk because, Bo, they even changed, and for the better, how cyberpsychosis works in the role playing game because, like, um, not every cybernetic will just take away from your humanity. It's the reasons and the emotional connectives behind you getting it that are important as well. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, which makes... And they're going to do what uh, he mentioned in Primitive Screwheads, which is what I adapted, is that like when you suffer trauma or go down dark paths, and continue, you, it, it dehumanizes you and you will suffer a humanity loss. Which is what I was doing. <laughs> so everybody and anybody is can this can happen to them is what you're saying. Which makes sense, because humanity loss is a thing. Like people become darker, monstrous people by choices they make. <laughs> you know, and I want to see how they do this in the video game. Like the video game looks beautiful. I've I've been personally following. <laughs> that game since they first showed that friggin' uh, trailer. You and me both, yeah. Trailer with the Archives Bullets music playing, you know, which was amazing. I'm probably going to run less than 30 seconds of the Archives Bullets music over this right now. 30 seconds so we don't get, you know, hit by anything. <laughs> but, the ar- but, you know, the, the song was... It was good. It was a really good trailer. 
I'm probably... enjoying a, yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying the music that they're bleeding out once in a while, the different songs. Yeah, um, the, I'm gonna probably put the, a link to that uh, original trailer in the doobly doos <laughs> down below in the description. They, they even have an ongoing ARG right now, an and... augmented reality game. Really? Uh huh. Tell me about it, Demon Brother. Uh, so, so they've already had one, and a bunch of people. Uh, played it and they were able to get themselves like some t-shirts uh, a couple of copies like uh, basically free copies of the game when it comes out oh you mean you mean the puzzle that they're running right yes so that is know. just that is not just a cyberpunk thing that is a CD project red thing yes they but do that specifically for this game uh, there is a current ongoing augmented reality game with a bunch of mysteries and information yeah, I put- that people have to dig through and just find more clues that lead them to other things. Let's see what and they like, can get out of this. And, exactly. and and it's like, involves like reading code and all sorts of shit. I put Lex and Janelle to the test on this to see if they could figure out the, the CD Projekt Red puzzle as it goes. <laughs> I've, I've done one or two ARGs and I'll get so far but they're not, they're not kidding when they say it takes a community. Uh, it it takes a lot of people to get through some of these. It takes Reddit, but yeah, but Reddit can, but Reddit could find Shia LaBeouf across the world, no matter where he is, just from a picture. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's uh, the thing. Um, you heard about that, right? A while back. Yes, I did. Um, one of the newest <laughs> things that have popped up from uh, the ARG though is uh, an acknowledge a reference, a mention of. Uh, something to do with Night City. And, uh, I'm going to find that and share it with you because I think it's pretty cool. You're going to find it and share it because you think it's really cool? The the stuff that's going on with the current arc because you and I can appreciate a lot of the Easter eggs. Um... We can't figure out most of this stuff because we get stopped by the coding. Well, I mean, that's when you let somebody else handle that. Uh, but all right. So, and what's awesome is that everybody. Why, why am I getting the light treatment? So, um, they had the that subreddit, like you were mentioning. Uh, in discords uh, also like game detectives where the people do stuff like this all the time and um and of course at the e3 they revealed some things with some occasional flickering lights and images popping up behind keanu and other stuff going on and of course this sends people down the rabbit hole they're getting all um, cyberpunk is yeah i mean seriously it looks like a lot of fun um and then there's like uh decimal converters and uh, all sorts of like different things that are popping up. Oh my god, like, we're sounding like nerds, right? <laughs> like the CD Projekt Red LA office had hints in, hit, embedded in their their paint job on their walls really? of the building. Really? Yeah, they're not messing around, dude. Um, I just want to know: is so, there going to be some sex in this game? And so here was the probably. Are I'm you going to sure. be able to get your sex on? Probably, but. The most more interesting one that popped up was 
uh, a link to something called Night Corp. And nightcorp.net with a bunch of stuff Im- likely embedded uh, in the background of the web page. With, uh, with, a, so, vid- with a video play button, right? Uh-huh. And they haven't set the play yet? Nope. It doesn't do the thing yet. But I'm sure there's but more. But that's where, that's where it stopped. So it's just another waiting period. Yeah. They, yeah. So it's just like, and so you wait, and then they're going to let a, out another Easter egg, and we're going to see where this chain leads to people. See, they wait long enough to catch them off guard so that, you know, it's a fewer amount that actually gets a head start on it. Those that were diligently checking it, like, every day, every other day and shit. And so there's a sequence that appeared on the Night Court page, and it's a number is in different languages on a loop, and so people are now trying to sort out what the the number is and what that will lead to, whether it will be coordinates or a code or something like that. Is it? Have they? Nope. Not yet. No, still working on it. All right, yeah. But well, anyway, that's, anyway, that's, that's we're what going... I'm saying is the fun part because they're they're like re- using references from the setting itself, like Night Corp and other stuff like that, which I think is actually really cool. Yeah, it is cool, and I like that they're doing that too. I'm excited for the game in general, and we're sitting here talking about the nuances of the game that aren't the like, dude. I'm ready for the to see all the freaking. Music, raw battle, gut, guttural action. See where what, what corner of dark humor that they're gonna be like. Are you gonna be playing this game and like people's like? You, let's say well, for example so- the stupid shit that happens playing your average Fallout game, as uh, you're watching people explode into bits as their guts whip around poles and stuff like that, or random strangers pop into your combat and blow people's anuses out their eyeball and shit like that not even knowing how that physically happens what's going to be cyberpunk's uh cyberpunk 2077's version of that like how far are they going to go into all things that are cyberpunk Cyberpunk because because it's cd project red i suspect pretty far and then they'll expand it again like they have with the witcher series which i thought was really well done as well so I'm really happy that it's CD Projekt Red handling this. Um, and of course, the thing I've been sort of avoiding for the most part is talking about uh, Keanu Reeves um, and his character that he'll be uh, playing, which is Johnny Silverhand, and what I think he may or may not. I think be he's involved. dead. I think Johnny Silverhand is dead because, spoiler alert, in the role playing games, uh, I think he. Uh, he gets alted at the end of uh, the fourth corporate war. They and when you say alted, what do you mean by alted? They don't find a body. He gets he gets he gets ghosted in the machines. He gets he gets remi- he gets to join his girlfriend. <laughs> you know, and uh, Morgan Blackham bites it also. Well, no, nobody lives forever. Certainly not a solo, right? Yeah, and that's Mike Pondsmith's character. Mm. Morgan Blackham. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that yeah, so you killed him off. Well, Morgan had been around for quite some time. Mm-hmm. The but best so now the best there was and the best there ever will be. <laughs> so now you have all these big characters, uh, kind of moving on, making way for new characters. There's progression. Yeah. Um, and so now this cyberpunk genre game has been around since 
easily the 80s, 90s, something like that, right? This motherfucker admitted that Netrunners are not playable in his current system, though. Well, I have to hope that with expansions that they make it doable or something. Supposedly they make it doable in the new tabletop, and I want to see how they do it in the uh, actual video game. Because uh, I'm very curious, and I'm hoping that they make it more on the moment and, like, less like, we're a group, and then I go and do this dangerous shit by myself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, is there anything else you're looking forward to besides the cool guns and all the modifications? The clothes, motherfucker. I want to see the glowing the, clothes. Not just the glowing clothes. Like, they had, like, okay. So the tabletop game that this video game is based off of, it really had an expansive collection of source books. I mean, it's no riffs, but it had quite an, an expansive level of source books, including four books dedicated to culture, supplies, and gear. And each of these books had a section on fashion, especially the fourth Chromebook. They were called Chromebooks. Yeah, and uh, the, the fashion in Cyberpunk is... Chrome is and chipping in and... And lights. It's wild. Obnoxious. It's, <laughs> it's distilled 80s chrome neon fashion. <laughs> All right. Where neon was everywhere. It's the fashion of cyberpunk is the Miami Vice logo, <laughs> you know, or the GTA friggin neon sign. Yeah. It's friggin because, it, you know, you don't get as cold and corporate as you do the culture of the 80s. Seriously, you don't. We're like we're we're they're literally brainwashing children with cartoons to buy toys. Um, they're dressing yeah, people. Yeah, and those toys and those cartoons were still better than most of the crap I've seen in the last decade. So we'll agree to disagree. Um, what you call it? Uh, there's the, the the wardrobes and fashions were just indicative of making everybody the same like physical gender because everybody had giant shoulders and. Uh, baggy outfits, <clears throat> that eighties androgynous look. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's just, just it was definitely had its own look and culture to it. Some positive, some negative, but all very corporate and, and very unique. And then you take the punk era and you slam those two together and you make it dirty. You make it. You make it a. You make you. You make it a chocolate Grimey starfish. And greasy and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just a silver ball with a, with a friggin' with a spot of anus on it. Wow, <laughs> I think we need to edit that one out. Why? Um, We're explicit. <laughs> those two words should never be used in the same phrase, same sentence. Spot, spot of spot anus. Of, <laughs> spot of anus. Uh, I'm in a sleepy place. Okay. <laughs> And a lot of cyberpunk is also in sleazy places. Um, hence said, the edge runners, right? I said sleepy place. Oh. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so uh, I'm excited for the music a lot. They like, already, I want to hear the soundtrack. They, they already released, uh, 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 whatchamacallit, the unaccepted version of Fade to Black. 
Or was it? Uh, f- uh, or chipping in, chipping in, chipping in. Yeah. These bastards. The Corp War is real. Cyberpunk is a thing. The Crystal Palace is up there waiting and looking at us. And if mm-hmm. you step out of line, they're gonna throw a rock at you. Yeah, I mean that's that's worked every time in history. So. In Cyberpunk. Rocks. But for dinner. Um, rocks win the war. Rocks win the wars. So Ultron was Cyberpunk, huh? Ultron was yeah, all Ultron's about the cyber- Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk way. He looked at the internet and he was like, no, 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 no. I'm going to throw a rock at this. Exactly. Because that's the thing. In Cyberpunk, there's a bunch of like rich people who live in space on a space station. And there's colonies on Mars and the moon and whatever. And like... Um, they built a mass driver, which is a object that drives mass really fast, that put the world at peace. Basically, if the world steps out of line, they will throw a giant rock at it, <laughs> and, and that solves re- the problem. Re- redo the dinosaur scenario. Yeah, they will tro- throw a giant rock at it. That was a that was a like I said, it's a pretty old game, so they've had a lot of concepts going on for a while. But basically, that is the plot of that is the evil, sinister plot of Ultron in the Avengers movie Age of Ultron. He is ripping off the Crystal Palace because he doesn't like mankind, so he decides to throw a rock at it. A city sized rock. Um, the, the corporations went for smaller so that they could just target countries. But it works. The it, threat, anyway. It, it does work. Throwing a rock at an object takes a lot of math, but you can make it right. All right. So, uh, all things uh, considered, I'm hyped in many levels, in many ways, for the Cyberpunk 2077 game to come out. Um, I'm excited for the Cyberpunk Red to come out. Like, it's just, it's a win-win for me. Yeah. And, um... It's only one of the things that was announced because that was specifically E3, right? Mm-hmm. That was all E3. Yeah, well, and I get Keanu. Keanu, uh, yes, you're breathtaking, Bo. No, you're breathtaking. No, Mike. you're breathtaking. No, Keanu's breathtaking. Keanu is breathtaking. He really is. <laughs> yeah, because at the at the unveiling, Keanu stepped out because he's playing the character Johnny Silverhand, and. One of the while he was getting ready to talk, one of the audience members was like, "You're breathtaking, Keanu!" And he stopped everything. He was like, "No, no he, 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 he was talking about the breathtaking graphics, and someone was like, "You're breathtaking, breathtaking, Keanu!" And he's like, "No, you're no, breathtaking. You're breathtaking." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh my God! I I want to talk to Keanu Reeves, ask him how he feels about all this. I personally think he's deserved this for a long time ago. Because, you know. The Keanu songs. Yes, because, like, let's face it. He's been doing what Carl Urban has been doing for the longest. You know how Carl... Because I'm waiting for people to appreciate Carl Urban for how much work he puts into the geek subculture. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Because Carl Urban has done the biz. You know what I'm saying? Like, dread- Speaking of, we, we will have to talk about the boys on another episode. I will talk about the boys. I'm, as of this recording, only at the beginning of episode five. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, I'm liking it better than the book. Because <laughs> the, it's Ennis. 
So he takes cynicism to a whole new level. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, the boys is a book out preacher preacher, which was his previous cynical book. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And of course, the boys was going to be out cynicism to them because like it's dealing with his favorite topic to trash superheroes. Yep. Yeah, and he, God, he hates him some superheroes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right. So, yeah. in closing, in closing, in closing, um, leave out a, a candle. In closing, no, motherfucker. I know. I want to ask you something. Uh, Keanu Reeves, your favorite movie by him that he was in. Your favorite movie with Keanu Reeves? Bram Stoker's Dracula. Are you fucking what? Oh I love my. that movie. You do? Yeah. Oh my god, you are horrible. <laughs> you are. Horrible. That that was such a great moody. It had Gary Oldman, Keanu Reeves, um. Keanu Reeves doing a British accent. He tried. He failed. He tried. He failed. Probably why he didn't do one for Constantine, but leave the man alone. He can't do accents. It's fine. And I'm glad you took note that I meant uh, uh, past Keanu Reeves movies. No John Wicking this. That's a cop no, out. No, no, no. <laughs> That's a cop out. It had a lot of really good story. Um, it was messed up, dark, gritty, tragic. It was a lot of really interesting things. So I liked Bram Stoker's Dracula. It's one of the movies that people probably don't often equate with Keanu Reeves, but he was in it, and he was one of the main characters. Okay. Alright. Mine would have to be a toss-up between um, uh, A Scanner Darkly Mm -hmm. his father was Satan. Oh, uh, I was just talking to somebody about this today. Devil's Advocate. Devil's, Devil's Advocate. Advocate. Uh, Scanner yeah. Darkly. Hooah! <laughs> Devil's uh, Advocate. Any, any, any excuse I get to do that call out. <laughs> Devil's Advocate and Street Kings. Hmm. With, uh, with Devil's with, Advocate would probably be my second favorite Keanu movie. You know, actually, I'll get rid of Devil's Advocate and put in Street Kings. It's uh, it's gonna be um, what was my first one? Uh, Scanner Darkly, Scanner Street Dark. Kings, and uh, what was my other one? I'll just leave it at Scanner Darkly and Street Kings, with uh, a side order of uh, what was the what was the last one? I mentioned as a no no Bill and Ted. And Constantine. No, 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 Bill and Ted. See, I have a hard... <sighs> okay, see, you don't like to... Co- you have a hard time with Constantine because he's not Constantine. By the way, it's... Like, it, first of all... Don't call it Constantine. First of all, his name like, is... Like, it would have been fine. But see, it was easy for me because the character's name is Constantine. They're all... The British... The British... That's how you say the name. See... The fact that you're arguing with me, that you don't agree with me, means you haven't read Constantine he enough. I have read all the Hellblazer. Look, dude, the, in his own book, he is blonde-haired. Hold on, hold on. British, 
In his own book, Asshole. in his own book, he keeps correcting people and saying his I name know is he Constantine. Does, and I'm fine with being a dick and calling him Constantine. I don't care. Look, I just he did a good job. It was a good movie. Like all the elements were there. It was great. No, none but of the it elements wasn't. Were there. <laughs> What's that? None of the elements were there. No, it wasn't. There were elements it, there. It wasn't a Constantine movie. It, it was a Keanu Reeves fights the supernatural movie, and that was awesome. I liked it. All right. Look, this is what I like, okay? All, all right, right, all right, all right. All right. All right. Scanner, I'm just having Scanner, a reaction to that movie. Scanner Darkly was freaking great. And the reason why I took Devil's Advocate off the list was because, to be honest, I never felt that was a Keanu Reeves movie. It was overshadowed by a uh, freaking... Um, Al Pacino. That's why I don't even look at Bram Stoker. How can you pay attention to Bram Stoker's Dracula when you are competing against Gary Oldman's Dracula? And because as, Keanu's good enough to hold his own with both of those guys. And as for Streak... And are, are we not going to acknowledge Speed? No, Speed is a gr great movie. It's just... I'm talking about my top three favorite Keanu Reeves movies. Okay. And it's not in my top three. It's not even in my top five. Um, it has Sandra Bullock in it. Yeah, I know, but it's still not there. Okay. Um, what you will call it? Uh, Street Kings hits me because I felt like I was watching a, a prelude in, for a hunter in Hunter the Reckoning. <laughs> you know, it was like, like Street Kings had some dark underpinnings that I could have easily converted to supernatural undertones that just grabbed me in the better half really well. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I like that movie so much, I owned it. I, I have it. I have it and Scanner Darkly. I, I will and uh, add that I also liked Johnny Mnemonic, but for yeah, other reasons. Yeah, yeah, his bitch fit under the freaking bridge. <laughs> yeah. Most and the dolphin. And the fucking dolphin. And Ice T. And Ice T. But mostly the dolphin. But mostly the dolphin? <laughs> Yeah, so let the Keanu-sans live on. I want him to become even bigger. He's going to be in a Marvel movie. I we, We're going to have to speculate on that one for a long time until it happens. Yeah, I think he's going to be in freaking Inhumans. I really do. I hope not. Why? I really... Because that's already jam-packed with way too many like A-list actors right now. A-list actors? Mm-hmm. There's no A-list actors besides, um, what's-her-face? There's at least two A-list actors on that. Uh, Angelina Jolie and... Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's it. No. We're That's forgetting it. somebody. Exactly. If you can't remember them... Salma Hayek. Um, dude, I'm Salma tired. Hayek okay. can't... Look, while I love Salma Hayek... She's fallen off since Frida, and I'm not even going to get into why, because we all know why. It was it's it's disappointing. Hollywood's a horrible place. Um, what you call it? But hopefully she gets back on top. You know what I'm saying? Um, I guess. But yeah, like, yeah. I still consider an A-list actor. I think there's too too many on the Eternals cast. I wanted nothing but new I actors. I think he's going to be playing the the bad guy. I think he's going to be playing the bad guy because that's what you do with people like him in Marvel. 
you put them in smaller assistive roles where they're also still important. But then why cast Angelina Jolie and oh whatever? Because she probably um, wanted it. She probably went to them. The same thing like Mahersha Ali. Like the only reason we're getting a blade. Well, we'll go. We'll get into that later. All right. When we talk into that. We're just segueing enough. Let's just leave this all thinking about, you know, chrome with a spot of anus. (laughs) I am not chipping into that. That's cyberpunk. Chrome and a spot of anus. Shiny, yet smudgy. (laughs) Or should I say fudgy? Wow. That is the most un-cyberpunk fudgy? Really? Fudgy? Okay. All right, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask uh, Keanu Reeves to wipe that from my memory banks. Uh, was it? I'll crash. I'll crash you from here, dude. Crash me, Keanu. Crash me. Yeah. Oh wow. That, that doesn't sound right either. You know what? This whole thing has gone off the rails. All right. You, wait. You want Keanu to crash? Where are you going with this, dude? We're going nowhere with it. Listen spotted anus we're done with this i said okay? a, a spot of anus don't overdo it you you're trying to make this more than it is actually all right no no we're not doing this no nope. just it's just right. a spot of anus <laughs> so, just a tip right oh shit <laughs> all right kids this uh this podcast has gone off the rails uh it's gonna crash and burn i'm over it we're done if you have any other questions, uh, feel free to uh, spread ask this to us. All, spread this to all your friends. Like and subscribe. Like, subscribe, and leave give a, comment, a rating. Leave Yay! opinions, interview ratings. We're on iTunes. We're on Spot. We're on a lot of different uh, platforms. So give us feedback. If you have any other questions, any things that you think you want us to talk about or get, delve and dig into, on Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Find us. Find Let Bo. us know. Find Bo. Don't find me. Find, <laughs> find Bo. Don't find me. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Find, find me. Find Bo. Ask Bo. Don't ask me. I don't. I'm not gonna pay attention. I'm. I'm All being right. realistic. I'm a horrible person. I don't pay attention. Ask Bo. Bo is a- there. Ask, ask me. I don't think Bo. I'm Instagram famous yet, so we're fine. This is this Still is still a man the, of the people. Yes, this is his. Uh, I'm not Instagram famous either. I don't even look at my Instagram. <laughs> I'm just horrible for that. Ask Bo. You can email him at bo at geekoftheweekpodcast.com. Ask him whatever you need to ask him. Ask him what a spot of Venus is. <laughs> yeah, ask me that, but don't ask me what spotted dick is. All right. Actually, that's not as. That's nope. Not, that's not that's even it. Crash. That's where we're done. See ya. <laughs> 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 <laughs>